Hey, Light Anglers. Today is March 1st. My name is Jack, and welcome to your daily episode of The Light Angle. If this is your first time here, welcome. I'll be spending the next 5 to 15 minutes talking about some stuff going on in the world and incorporating scripture into it. Before we get into today's topic, just a quick reminder, please be sure to leave a five-star review, rate, like, subscribe, and whatever else you can do for us on the platform you're using to listen to the show. Here in the light angle, we try not to focus on the left or right angles, but rather try to find the light angle. We want to spread the good news of our King of Kings, Jesus Christ, and use that knowledge to better deal with the negativity we find ourselves living in day to day. Your five-star review and sharing of this show with others helps us to better spread the light angle and the word of God. All right, y'all. Wow. What a what a crazy start to the week, huh? So much stuff going on. And uh, it just, just seems to get crazier and crazier. So I got two stories today. Uh, the first one's just ridiculous. And the second one is actually good news. So we're going to end on a high note. But uh, if, if you haven't listened to anyone, talked to anyone, and have literally been living in the woods for a few days, um, then you wouldn't know what I'm about to say that, you know, uh, Russia is trying to take over Ukraine. Now we know that Polaris is, uh, siding with Russia and going to help Russia out. China's siding with Russia and who knows how they're going to be helping them out, uh, for the first time. in I don't know, maybe forever. Sweden is actually picking a side. They have sanctions against Russia. And the weird part is Brazil is remaining neutral. So there's a bunch of other countries, all kinds of stuff that is, you know, kind of veiled and seen weird. For example, uh, Japan recently, you know, picked a side and put some sanctions against Russia. And then less than 12 hours later, Toyota in Japan gets a cyber attack and they can't get the products they need to make cars. So yeah, it's just nonstop and there's seems to be no end in sight. So we'll have to see how this plays out. But as crazy as all that is, my first story is even crazier. This is coming from uh, timcast.com and the, t- and the title is Taliban calls on Russia and Ukraine to resolve the crisis through dialogue and peaceful means. Who would have thought the Taliban would stand up like that? And, you know, oh my goodness, what a clown world we're in. Let me get into it. The Taliban has released a statement urging Russia and Ukraine to use restraint and find a peaceful way to resolve the conflict. The new government in Afghanistan expressed concern about the potential loss of civilian life if the situation continues to escalate. The Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan is closely monitoring the situation in Ukraine and expresses concern about real possibility of civilian casualties. The statement, which the Taliban government uh, spokesman Abdul Kahar Balki posted on Twitter, began, The Islamic Emirate calls for restraint by both parties. All sides need to desist from taking positions that could intensify violence. The Taliban added that in line with its foreign policy of neutrality, Afghanistan calls for both sides of the conflict to resolve the crisis through dialogue and peaceful means. The Islamic Emirate, who also calls on parties to the conflict to pay attention to safeguarding the lives of Afghan students and migrants in Ukraine, the statement continued. Fox News noted that there are at least 149 Ukrainian scholarships, fellowships, and grants for Afghan students, according to the website We Make Scholars. Less than a year ago, the Taliban took over Cabal after President Joe Biden withdrew American troops in August 2021. They had promised to grant amnesty to those involved with the previous government. 
Last month, the United Nations announced that they have received credible allegations that more than 100 former members of the Afghan government, its security forces, and those who worked with the international troops have been killed since the take- takeover began. Russian forces entered the Ukrainian capital of Kyiv on Friday following reports of the nation's army showing the separatist-held regions of Donetsk and Luhansk. Both sides have blamed each other for violating the ceasefire agreement. On Monday, Russia recognized the independence of the People's Republics, Donetsk and Lugansk, both of which remained technically part of Ukraine, but largely under Moscow's rule. Uh, Ukraine's Minister of Defense has called on all citizens to join the military and has lifted age restrictions. Today, Ukraine needs everything. All procedures for joining are simplified, the ministry tweeted. Bring only your passport and identification number. There are no age restrictions. Uh, Wow. Dark times. Crazy times. The Taliban is asking for peace and diplomacy. Well, good for them. Let's move on to a better note, something a little bit closer to home. So a few weeks ago, uh, actually a couple times a few weeks ago, I reported on some folks who uh, were not allowed to get uh, organ transplant because they had not accepted the COVID vaccine. There's good news. So again, from TimCast.com, unvaccinated people denied organ transplants prompt U.S. lawmakers to propose SAVE Act. So we are writing, uh, let me back up. Glenn Wilson, a Minnesota man, said his wife Justina was recently denied treatment because of her vaccination status. We are writing to share new guidelines regarding immunization against COVID-19 for patients seeking transplantation, said an email sent to solid organ transplant candidates from the M Health Fairview Hospital System. At M Health Fairview, your safety is our top priority. Based on guidance from the American Society of Transplantation and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, M Health Fairview is requiring all patients seeking transplantation to receive the COVID-19 vaccine. Justina was at one time at the top of the transplant list because of the critical status of her cases. Glenn donated a kidney to her in 2007, which lasted 15 years, which is three times the average functioning length of a transplanted kidney. When Justina needed another transplant in 2021, the hospital had changed its recipient qualifications. She tested positive for COVID and was kept in isolation while in the hospital's care in the summer. Then she was discharged after she recovered because she is not vaccinated. She will be condemned to a slow death by renal failure if she will not volunteer to take an experimental vaccine, Glenn Wilson told Minnesota Sun this week. Patients have reported being denied organ transplants unless they comply with vaccine mandates across the country, including Colorado, Massachusetts, North Carolina, and Virginia. Lawmakers in Congress have moved this month to end the exclusion of unvaccinated people from transplant lists. The Stop Arduous Vaccine Enforcement Save Act of 2022, otherwise known as H.R. 6534, was introduced in the House on February 1st. According to the proposal, the bill would prohibit a transplant center from treating an individual as ineligible to donate or receive an organ assigns a lower priority to an individual to receive an organ or otherwise discriminates against an individual seeking to donate or receive an organ on the basis of whether the individual is vaccinated partially or fully against COVID-19. Proposed by Republican Representative Ben Klein of Virginia, the measure has 34 Republican co-sponsors. 
The list includes Virginia Rep. Morgan Griffith, Bob Good, Rob Whitman, as well as Representative Jeff Duncan of South Carolina, Rodney Davis of Illinois, Alex Mooney of West Virginia, and Doug LaMalfa of California. Additionally, five reps from Texas are co-sponsors of the bill also. It is unimaginable that organ transplant centers would deny American citizens life-saving medical procedures solely for being unvaccinated against COVID-19, said Klein in a statement to Fox News. The SAVE Act ensures that no one is denied an organ, transplant, or donation based on their vaccination status. Getting vaccinated is a personal choice and should not be mandated. The SAVE Act is currently being viewed by the House Committee on Energy and Commerce. So there you go, folks. A little light at the end of the tunnel, a little hope, because uh, that's ridiculous. People wait for an organ. They have an opportunity to extend their life, you know, and... It's taken away because they choose not to take an experimental vaccine, which, mind you, is still under the emergency order. So it's there's it's just ridiculous, but that's good. That's some good news, and I think right now, any little bit of good news we can get, we should uh, grab onto as tight as we can and run with it because uh, things are yeah getting crazy. So on that note, pray with me all, Father God. Thank you for the wisdom and knowledge you share with us. Thank you for providing doctors and others in the medical field the ability to improve the lives of so many, in some cases, even saving those lives. I pray you will move the leaders in these fields and in government to allow the same opportunities for all people, ensuring everyone access to equal healthcare options, allowing a freedom of choice to receive or deny at an individual's level, not to be decided by someone else. I pray you'll continue to bless us indeed, enlarge our territory, and keep us from evil and temptation. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, y'all. That's it for today's episode of The Light Angle. But remember, we each have a purpose that's much greater than making a few extra dollars, feeding a temptation, or getting the last word in on a social media post. It all starts with two simple things, loving our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, loving our neighbor as we love ourselves. Hope always starts with a little light in the darkness. 